Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Jeff Young, CIO at Children's Hospitals and Clinics of Minnesota. In this segment, Young talks about the organization's vision to partner with families to improve pediatric health, the work they're doing to create a clinically integrated network, and what it has taken to turn the tide with community physicians. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Mimecast, the leading provider of cloud-based secure messaging, email archiving, continuity, and security solutions. To see how Mimecast can help you avoid appearing in the wrong kind of headlines, call 1-800-660-1194 or visit Mimecast.com. Hi, Jeff. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Hi, Kate. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, to get us started, why don't you give our readers and listeners some information about children's hospitals and clinics? Absolutely. Well, we're a Minnesota-based organization. Um, we have our initial roots in St. Paul, um, opening in 1924, growing to what is now our St. Paul Hospital, which is now across the highway from the original house um, and where we started. Um, our Minneapolis hospital opened in the early 70s and was founded by a number of physicians who believed that we needed a pediatric presence in Minneapolis as well. The two hospitals merged uh, in the early 90s to form what we now call Children's Hospitals and Clinics of Minnesota, and we've grown from there. Uh, we're close to 400 beds, I think right now just over 380. Um, we're one of the largest pediatric health systems in the U.S., we serve kids throughout the Upper Midwest that are, again, our two freestanding hospitals, both Minneapolis and St. Paul. I believe we have around 12 um, you know, specialty care, care clinics, um, six rehabilitation sites, and I believe about 10 community-based general pediatric practice clinics across the community. Uh, we have locations throughout the Twin Cities uh, metro area, and, and if you know the area at all, um, we have locations in Minneapolis, St. Paul, um, Minnetonka, where we have an outpatient surgery center, um, Woodbury, Roseville, um, Maple Grove, and we also have community clinics throughout the metro area as well as a couple beyond our metro area. Um, to give you a feel for our activity, um, I believe last year we did see about 125,000 total patients in our hospitals and hospital-based clinics. Um, we did have about 345,000 outpatient clinic visits if we include our community-based clinics, almost 23,000 surgical procedures, about 9,200 home care visits, um, 78,000 or right in there rehabilitation visits, and around 90,000 emergency room department visits. We have, our organization comprises almost 4,600 employees. Our vision is to be Every family is a central partner in raising healthier children, and obviously that vision stems past hospital and clinic visits to become more advocates for children's health and bring health care more into their daily lives versus, in many instances, becoming a diversion from it. And so we're very focused on moving down that path. So at a high level, that's Children's Hospitals and Clinics in Minnesota. Okay, great. So obviously a pretty, a pretty busy organization. Are you seeing a decent amount of referral patients? We do, we do. So we work, you know, fairly closely with both our community general pediatric practices, but as well as many of the adult institutions, both in the metro area and across the state. And and many times, um, from a specialty perspective, um, you know, we provide um, some capability that they, in many in many instances, um, don't have within their organization. And so, 
based on the relationships that we have, and I think our, our pediatric competency, both from a specialty and acute care perspective, we do see not, not quite a few referrals. And you've been at the you've been CIO there for a few what, three or four years. Uh, it's been just about five now. So uh, I've been at Children's since 2009. Um, I've been in healthcare, not necessarily hospital, uh, for the past 20 years. My previous role was on the PBM side of healthcare, and back in I think 19 late 1991, I started in a dual role of programming network support. And uh, through the time at that organization, I had the opportunity to play roles in just about every part of IT and then moved into management. So everything from application development um, to data warehousing and reporting to helping mature the architecture group um, to infrastructure. I actually spent a bit of time on the business side as well um, and worked through a number of acquisitions and mergers. Uh, it was a great organization. I had a great experience. Um, but I'd been traveling quite a bit, had small kids, and... Uh, was ready for a bit of a change and received a call from Children's and the rest is history. Uh, the past five years have been great. Uh, I've learned the hospital side of healthcare. Uh, the organization has continued to mature and grow. Um, we have a great team both from an IT perspective but really across the organization. And overall, we're in a, we're in a pretty good place and I'm excited for the future. Okay. In your current role, um, you are also, the, the uh, HIM department also falls under your purview? That is correct. Okay, so now um, what type of uh, clinical application environment is in place in the hospitals? What, uh, what EHR system? So from a hospital perspective or, or an acute perspective, we've been um, in the EM, or should I say integrated EMR uh, space since about 1998 and our Cerner Millennium in all of our major clinical areas. Prior to that, we had a number of smaller, non-integrated systems um, in a number of areas and, and made that decision to move down the integrated system path. We have also um, implemented um, GE's PAC system, you know, where SunQuest for labs. But really outside of that, from a clinical perspective, we're mostly Cerner. Okay. Um, from an ambulatory perspective, we're a little bit different. So our hospital-based practices or specialties are, are running Cerner's ambulatory EMR product. It still runs on Millennium, but it's got a little bit of a different look and feel. Um, however, as we look at our general pediatric practices, um, we had made the decision a number of years ago to work with our community-based providers that really aren't, you know, children's hospitals and clinics of Minnesota owned. Um, and so we look at both children's and non-children's um, providers to determine the most appropriate EMR system to implement throughout the general practice community in the metro area, which is Minneapolis-St. Paul and the surrounding areas. And through that process, we had chosen and implemented um, eClinicalWorks EMR and exchange capabilities, which they call the EHX, EHX or hub. And this was a decision really to drive better continuity of care long-term across our community. So again, we're mostly Cerner, um, but for general practice, we're eClinicalWorks. Okay, and you said those were both um, owned and uh, non-owned practices that are uh, using eClinicalWorks? Okay. That is correct. And, you know, one of the things um, over the past three and a half years um, that we've been able to accomplish with our community providers is, is really, you know, driving and creating a, a closer relationship um, and creating, I guess, what we would call a clinically integrated network um, to allow us down the road really to focus on ensuring that we can provide better continuity of care for, a, you know, a, a patient regardless as to where they are across any of these clinics. And so 
one of the discussions that we had had a number of years ago was the fact that we may have a child that, you know, um, will come into one clinic and that child may get referred to another clinic or to a specialty. And given that we're either not on an EMR system at the time um, or a different system, um, you know, the patient typically gets a phone number. They have to make a phone call, schedule an appointment, you know, come to that appointment and restate their history. And many times, you know, the same lab tests are taken and there are a number of things that are very duplicative. And the same thing can happen if a patient ends up getting referred into the hospital. And so the goal of, of moving down this path was really to create that continuity of care. So at, at some point, the physician in the general practice can actually ask our patient, you know, um, well, I, I need to refer you to a specialty, and it looks as though, you know, they have an appointment time at 10 o'clock on Tuesday. Would you like to take it? And by the way, they have access to all of your history. Yeah. So to, to really help drive that better care. Have the physicians been um, pretty willing to, uh, you know, <clears throat> to go on to this one system? The, the physicians in the community have been uh, um, open to this, and, and you haven't really had uh, uh, issues as far as getting them onto uh, the same system? You know, about three and a half years ago, um, I would say about 80% of the community-based practices were not on an EMR system at the time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we had to spend some time to really talk through the benefits of, of migrating towards one system. But, you know, once we spent that time, um, for the most part, you know, the groups um, were willing to move down that path. One of the things that we also had done at the time was you know, we did offer through Starkbot to help through some of these implementations. You know, many of these groups mm -hmm. don't necessarily have, you know, both the IT knowledge but ov the overall capability to implement a system in a streamlined fashion. So we did offer to help as well, and I think that helped also. And so now we're, we're most of the way there. We do have a number of clinics that aren't eClinical Works that, that weren't on kind of prior to this decision, and we're moving down the path of integrating them as well. Okay. And are there um, physician leaders or, or leaders on uh, on the hospital side who are who have been you know pretty involved in this and pretty active as far as you know getting this engagement? Uh, there were so there there were both from a physician perspective but as well as an operational perspective a number of individuals that were involved in moving down this path and and one of the things that that we were part of this but we worked with this overall um, what we now call the I think the Children's Hospital Network, to create a number of user groups related to a number of different things. You know, you know the EMR decision, and as we move towards integration, ensuring that we have you know the right agreements in place across um, the community. Um, you know, to ensure that we can transition data as we need to, um, and, a, and a bunch of um, additional areas. And and through those work groups, um, there were representatives from the majority of the clinics, and I think it made um, the ability to make progress um, much more effective. Yeah. And so, yes, we had a number of children's individuals, but but the community was very active as well. Right, yeah, and, and, and that only makes sense that, you know, you, you guys can be on, on the hospital side, you can have, you know, um, all the uh, enthusiasm and willingness, but you need to have it on, on their side as well. Absolutely. So, you know, overall, in, in, in context of how it could have been, it was a fairly smooth process. Okay. But one that, that definitely does uh, take a lot of time. Yes. And this was, again, something um, that we started, when I say three and a half years ago, really the initial discussions started shortly after I came on board. And so, 
you know, a little over four years later, you know, from a technology perspective, we're mostly integrated, and there are a number of things happening as well related to coming together and 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 agreeing on quality measures and really driving, you know, quality of care across the community as well. So we're off to a good start. Okay. Now, as far as Cerner Millennium, is that something where at this point you're uh, just kind of focused on, uh, you know, optimization just as far as uh, in the acute setting? Yeah, in the acute setting, I would say, you know, we're mostly implemented, and there are always going to be a number of tweaks. You know, the one area that I would say that we've made more progress maybe on the ambulatory side than the inpatient side is clinician documentation. Um, and that's something that over the next year and a half we'll, we'll, we'll finalize um, on the acute care side and implement. But for the, for the most part right now, it's, it's, again, streamlining process, ensuring that our clinician experience um, you know, is 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 easy and streamlined, and ensuring that we're focusing on quality and safety as well. Okay. Now, as far as doing that, do you have any type of um, system in place for um, you know rounds or things like that, or how do you best um, you know communicate with the users? So for rounding, depending upon the unit. Um, we have some different processes for rounding, but, but in, in many of our units, we have a group of individuals that round to see patients um, that is inclusive sometimes of a scribe, um, you know, of your, of your attending physician and a number of other individuals that need to work with those patients, first of all, to ensure that there's consistency of communication to the patient, but as well as that, you know, from a care perspective, that that care plan is, con- is consistent and that everybody understands it for the day. So. Uh, in most areas, um, that is how we round. We utilize Cerner. We don't have a separate, you know, necessarily system that we utilize for rounding, um, but the process has worked fairly well. Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at HealthSystemCIO.com backslash podcast.